All right, all right, all right. What's up, everybody? How we doing? Man, are y'all pumped to be here at the point tonight? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, man. That worship is awesome. I love seeing y'all worship here. I love when we're playing, God be exalted, God be. It's like everybody's like, yeah, come on. The roof is on fire because we don't need no devil because the devil is a liar. You know what I'm saying? Just a little something like that. So uh, <laughs> it's awesome. Hey, real fast, I promised I was going to do this. So I just want to give a shout out. Happy birthday to McKenna. Right here, everybody say happy birthday right here. It's her birthday. Yeah, there we go. Well, hey, I got a little something. And I'm pumped to continue our Faith Work series. And uh, to kick off tonight, I just, I, you know, I went to the bank today and I got $20. I mean, and who wants it? If you, if you want $20, just come and get it. You know, it's simple as that. It's, oh, I did not expect that. Hey, Deanna, he got it. Deanna. Oh, Deanna got the $20. All right. Way to go, Deanna. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> hey, here's the thing, y'all. Hey, hey, guys, pay attention. A lot of you, <laughs> he's like, Burr? a lot of you heard, we, I said something, and I said, hey, if you want the $20, just come up and get it. Many of you heard that, and many of you were like, yep, it's, I, that's for me. I mean, you came up, you can't, you did more than come. You, you, you hit the guy and took the money from him. Uh, you know, I said, if you want the $20, come up and get them. And a lot of you heard, and you did what you heard. But the reality is that many of you in here heard, but you didn't do anything about it. Sure, you know, you were all the way in the back. How can I run up and get it? Or maybe you're like, $20, $20, I got 50 bucks. You know, I'm rolling with money every day. So, you know, I, you know, I made a little bunny and I keep it. And, and you know, and here's the thing, though. You heard, but you didn't do. You heard instructions. You heard something, and yet you didn't do anything about it. Like, isn't that how real life is? Think about this. Parents, we all love them, right? I remember when I was in high school, my mom would always be, and my mom is a Latin woman, so, you know, she says it in English and Spanish. And she'd be like, Danny, clean your room. You know, Daniel, arregla tu cuarto, clean your room. You know, she'd Daniel, clean your room, clean your room, clean your room. I'm like, yeah, mom, I'm doing, I just got to be level 499 of Halo, you know, just give me a second. I don't play Halo, so I don't even know if there's a level 499. Sorry if you got hurt by that. Uh, you know, but I was like, Mom, I'll get to it. I'll get to it later, you know, or like, I'm listening to music, and she's like, did you clean the room? Yeah, I'll get to it later. De clean the room, clean the room, clean the room, and yet it doesn't get done. I mean, how many of you are in that boat with me? Like, how many of you has that ever happened to? Or take out the trash, or clean the dishes. And we hear this, and we don't do it, right? And here's the thing. I knew what I was supposed to do. I heard, and I knew exactly what I had to do but I did otherwise. And the truth is, I fooled myself into thinking that I knew what to do, but when it came down to put my knowing into action, I didn't do it. I want you to hear that. When it came time to put what I knew into action, I didn't do it. I didn't act on it. All I did was I, I heard. And just like the $20, a lot of you heard, and knew what to do. You knew you just had to get up from your seat and go and get the $20. I wasn't going to make you do anything. All you had to do is come and get it. Uh, you knew what to do. And just like that, a lot of us have that same story. And we fall into the trap of self-deception. 
We fall into the trap of lying to ourselves and fooling ourselves into thinking that we know something, but yet we don't do it. How can I say that I know how to clean my room when I don't, I don't clean it? How can I say I know what it means to respect my parents when I don't even respect them and do as my mom told me to do? How can I know that I know, uh, that I know how to do it when I don't even do it? All I know is I just know what it is. And, that's, and, and this is the thing that I want to talk about tonight. Is a lot of us, we fool ourselves into thinking we have a strong relationship with Christ. And we fool, on, we fool ourselves into thinking that we're growing and we're growing and our relationship with Christ is at its best. But the reality is there's no growth. We're not really growing. We're not really doing anything. And so we're going to talk about that tonight. And I hope that tonight this teaching will serve as a wake-up for all of us, including myself. All of us in here, it will serve as a wake-up and as a warning against the sin of self-deception. And James tells us this. So let's go to James. We've been reading it. We've been talking about James. You know, we, we've been talking about so much the last three weeks. And we're going to finish chapter 1 tonight. And I want you to go to verse 19. And we're going to talk about doers and hearers of the word. And this is actually one of my favorite passages in James. I love it. And I think it's one of the most challenging but yet most encouraging passages out there. And so it says like this, and starting on verse 19. My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Check out verse 22. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror. And after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. Do not be like a man who looks at himself in the mirror, seeing what's wrong, and then doing nothing about it. Self-deception is hearing without doing. Hearing without doing is self-deception. Hearing something and not doing anything about it is fooling yourself. I put a quote in your, in your notes right there by A.W. Tozer. It says this, of all forms of deception, self-deception is the most deadly and of all deceived persons, the self-deceived are the least likely to discover fraud. Check this out. Of all the, of all the, of all the people that get fooled, the worst are the people who fool themselves. And those people who fool themselves are the least likely to discover that they're fooling themselves. So we're going to talk about James. And we're going to talk about how to defeat the sin of self-deception. How to defeat the sin of foolishness. And so I want to talk about running. How many of you like to run in here? How many of you like to play sports? Right? Cool. Well, think, let's think about this. If you like to run, if you like to play football, soccer, basketball, whatever, before you get on the court, before you actually play, you got to practice. You got to learn what it means to actually do the sport, right? If you play football, you got to learn the moves, you got to learn the techniques, you got to learn how to do all these things and learn all the plays before you get into the field and you play, right? If you're running, you got to get the right shoes, you got to learn how many miles you're going to run or how long you're going to run for a week or whatever. You got to prepare yourself. If you're running a 5K, you got to know how, how often do I got to run and prepare myself so I can be healthy enough and fit enough to run that 5K. 
Or even, let's talk about driving. Before you get behind that wheel, you got to read the manual, the training manual. You got to take driver's ed in high school. You got to look at these videos. You got to learn all these things about the road before you get on the wheel and drive. You don't know how to drive until you get behind the wheel. You don't know how to play football until you actually play on the field. You don't know how to run until you actually run. You don't know what it means to grow in Christ until you actually do what the Word of God tells us to do. You can read all you want. You can hear all you want in God's Word. But if you don't do what God's Word is telling you, then you're fooling yourself into thinking that you're growing in Christ. So the first point is hearing without doing is self-deception. You know, here's the thing, we deceive ourselves into thinking that by just reading the Bible, that's enough. You know, we think that if by having a quiet time and singing the worship songs and going to services, we think that, hey, man, let me tell you, my relationship with Christ is awesome. Man, I went to Passion, I went to Young Life, I went to 12 Stone, I went to The Point, I serve at Prime, I go to this, I go to that, I, you know, I read my Bible, I'm reading Proverbs, I'm reading Romans, I'm reading six chapters a day, I'm doing all these things, I'm listening to the new Hillsong CD. Man, I'm doing, let me tell you, my relationship with God is one of the best. And to that I ask, what are you doing? How does how is that affecting, how does that play out in your life? Because let me tell you something. You can quote to me all of Hillsong. You can quote to me all of Romans. You can quote to me the, the sermon that PK taught. You can quote to me everything that you hear. But if you don't act on it, if you don't let that become a lifestyle, then you're doing nothing. Because then you're fooling yourself into thinking that you know it. Hearing is all good, but James tells us this more. Just, I want you to get this straight. Hearing is a good place to start. James tells us this. He says, it's okay to hear. Like, it's okay to listen. It's okay to, you know, it's okay to read God's word. It's okay to pray. It's okay to go to service. It's okay to go, you know, go and take and take and all these things. But it's not okay to end there. You got to take another step, man. You listen, you take, you take, you take. But are you doing? Are you doing what you hear? And we begin, we begin to become a culture that's full of consumers, what is a consumer? A consumer is a person that just takes and takes and takes and takes, listens, 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 and hears and sits and takes notes. And all you do is listen and you hear and you hear and you become a consumer. You never let that affect you or affect anyone around you. And here's the thing. If what you read in God's word is not affecting those around you or it's not becoming a lifestyle, then all you're doing is just reading another book. And what you're doing is you're just becoming another person, a, norm, a Christian that is okay with listening. So I ask you, are you okay with being just another Christian that's okay with listening? Are you okay with just hearing things? Are you okay with just attending services, listening to the new Hillsong City or the, or the new Jesus Culture or Chris Salmon City? Are you okay with just going to conferences if you go to one? Are you okay with just praying? Do the things that you pray for become a lifestyle of action? Do the things that you seek God for, the things that you write, if you have a journal, the things that you read. And we have people like that in here tonight. And I ask you, do you apply into action what you learn in your life? Or are you another consumer in culture? Uh, let's think about it. It's great to prepare yourself. Let, let's put it into a, 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 something that you guys, that we'll all be familiar with. How many of you love coming here on Thursday nights? Man, I love the point. Come on, I love the point. The point, you know? 
it's, it's awesome. When I first moved here, I was like, The Point, that's really our, our high school ministry's name. Yay, The Point, you know, when I moved in June. But then I see you guys like, you are The Point. The Point is not a name. You are The Point. When you come here, you make part of the point. The worship here is the point. So you love coming here, right? And you get these awesome teachers. I mean, you get this awesome, good-looking dude, the sick, nasty dude teaching you guys every week. Shout out to Derek. You're my boss, man. I love you, bro. You know, wherever you are. And, uh, you know, you get these awesome teachings. Then you get a good-looking dude like Austin teaching you. Then you get a funny guy like Matt teaching you. And then you get me, the Mexican of the group, teaching you as well, you know. And, uh, and you get these awesome teachings. And you, get, and you learn all these things. And you take notes. And you read the God. And you're like, oh, my gosh, yes. Yes, I do want to fight temptation. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I don't want to let money become the ruler of my life. I do want to make God the ruler of my life. Or, yes, I don't want to doubt. God. And, you, and you just think about everything we talked about in this faith work series, right? And you hear all these things, you're like, yeah, yeah, that's all good. And you come here week after week after week after week. That's great. Go, go you. Good for you. But James tells us, do not just be a hearer. Are you a doer? Do you have an action plan? Because you can sit here and take all these notes, but when you leave those doors, does what you hear in this room become an action in your life? I want you to think about, write this down. Do I have a game plan after the point? What will my action steps be after the point? I'll ask you this. Who can, t I mean, and, and, and just think about this. Can you tell me what Derek's points were last week? Can, can you tell me what Derek talked about last week? Can, can you tell me what, De what we've been talking about faith work so far? Just think about it. Just think about it. Can you name all those things? Have you made an action, pl an action plan that says what I hear on Thursdays will become an action and I will do? Like what's your, what's your plan of attack? What are your X's and your O's after you hear something here at the point? Because you can say, hey, man, guess what? Yeah, I know about faith works. Man, I know James. Woo! I know what God of temptation is all about. Man, talk to me about doubt because I will tell you about doubt. You know, I will tell you what it means not to let money rule over you. Ooh, come on. You know, you can say all these things. I know the book of James, right? Hey, great. You can, tell, you can name all that. That's awesome. But until you do it, then you are lying and you're, you're deceiving yourself. And that's what James is saying. A man who does not do the word is like a man who deceives himself. Great. You can, you can quote all of Romans 9. Great. Good for you. I can't. <laughs> you know. But if you can, that's great. But I'll ask you, can you live? Do you live Romans 9? It's, it's like it's, I went to Liberty, and I took all these Christian classes, and uh, it was awesome. And, and let's just think from imagine that Liberty offered a humility class. And I took humility because I'm like, I, I want to be humble. I do, you know. I want to be a humble man. And, and so I took a class at Liberty about humility, right. And I wrote 15 to 20 page papers about humility. And I read every single passage in scripture about humility. And I, you know, read, I heard all the teachings about humility. I highlighted everything about humility. I mean, I was writing, I was staying up late thinking about humility, humility this, humility that. I'm humble and all that. I, you know, I, I, and I'm reading and I'm learning all that it means to be humble. And in my mind, I'm like, yo, I, I know what it means to be humble. In fact, I know what it means to be humble so much that I'm going to write a book. And I'm going to call it Humble Like Me, the story of Danny Mejia. 
you know, or I'm going to call it humility and how I got there. My story, welcome. You know, you know I'm, I just know humility so well that I'm going to write a book about it. And if you ever do, hey, let's see, tell me how that works out, you know. I just, I think I know humility so much. But I don't know what humility is until I actually act a humble life. I don't know what it means to be humble. Just because I can quote every verse about humility in the Bible does not mean that I know what humility is. Listen, we can know God's word educationally. We can know God's word intelligently. But if we don't live it with the heart, then we don't know it. We deceive ourselves. Second thing about hearing without doing is hearing without doing is hypocrisy. Hearing without doing is hypocrisy. What, what is hypocrisy? Hypocrisy is about you knowing the right thing to do, but you do the complete opposite. You read God's word, and you know what God's word is telling you, but you do the complete opposite. Man, let me tell you a story. I remember when I was young and I lived in the, in the villages of Colombia, in the jungle, you know, and, uh, and I lived there. I remember I went to a party. Uh, my family, we went to this family's party, and, and behind their house was a hill, a hill that led straight to the lake, right? And, uh, and, and my friend had a bike, and I wanted to ride the bike. You know, I wanted, to get, I wanted to feel the wind in my face. You know, I just wanted to act cool. You know, there was a girl that I wanted to impress. So I was like, you know, hey, check me out riding the bike down the hill, you know. I was thinking in my mind that I was this cool guy, but I wasn't. I was just this poor little nerd, you know, whatever. And, uh, and so I told my friend, it's like, hey, bro, can I ride the bike? And he's like, dude, don't ride the bike, man. I'm like, why not? You know, she's over there. You know, Maria Rosalba de la, de la Nunez Martinez. You know, I just, I, the whole name, you know, because we have 15 names. And, uh. And, uh, you know, I was like, she's over there, bro. And he's like, dude, the brakes on the bike are not working. <sighs> Dang, I, really? Yeah, don't, don't ride the bike. The brakes on the bike are not working. I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. Hypocrisy is knowing the right thing to do, but yet you do otherwise. You know what I did? As soon as he turned around, I was like, give me that bike, you know, because I'm about to ride it. So, y'all, I get on the hill, and I get it, and I'm ready. You know, I'm like, ooh, I know what evil can evil feels like, you know, because, you know, people tell us. And, uh, and so I'm riding down the bike, and I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. Woo! Guys, as soon as I feel the speed getting faster, I'm like, oh, no, I got to brake. And I try to brake, y'all. And sure enough, my friend was right. The brakes were not working. And so, y'all, I begin to panic. My dad's the pastor, by the way, so, you know, the pastor's kid is acting crazy, you know, in fact, the pastor's kid is doing all the wrong stuff, so I'm like, I begin to yell, and I'm like, quítense de aquí, me va a you know, I'm yelling in Spanish, I don't know what I'm saying, I'm like, get out the way, move, you know, and, and people are jumping and out, and it's crazy, I'm like, I might be exaggerating, the hill wasn't that big, but I'm telling you, in my mind, it was like, yeah, you know, and guys, it was either I go straight to the lake and hurt myself, or hit a girl and hopefully not make it to the lake. <clears throat> All I'm saying is the story ends with her leg in the middle of my wheel. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, and it's, I'm sorry, why am I laughing? That's horrible. Sorry. Why am I laughing? Oh, other girls are like, Danny, come on, bro. No, no, no. That's mean. Her leg was stuck in your wheel. And, you know, and all the guys are like, yeah, man. And, uh, and, you know, here's the thing. There was a consequence for me living in hypocrisy. 
I heard what I was supposed to do. I heard stay away from the bike. The brakes are not working. Don't, don't use it. And I knew exactly what the right thing was, but I did otherwise. I heard, but I did not do. I, I lived in hypocrisy. And just like my bike story, if we read God's word and, and we pray and we worship and we attend church and we attend all these services that we go to, and we don't let that stuff become an action in our lives, then we're just becoming other consuming Christians who ignore the warning that God gave us. My friend gave me a warning. He said, do not get on the bike, bro. The brakes are not working. God tells us, honor your parents, honor your mother and your father so that you may have long-lasting days on earth. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not destroy. Do not lie. Keep the Sabbath holy. Do not put other gods before you. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love the Lord thy God with all your heart, mind, and soul. He gives us all these things. He says, flee from temptation. Flee from immorality. Flee from all these good things. L live a good life. Live in, in holiness. Pursue that. God tells us all this. Just like my friend was warning me not to ride the bike. And I did otherwise. We tend to read God's word and do otherwise. I'm guilty of it. Guys, there's plenty of times I read God's word. And I kid you not, I read it in the morning. Right? And I highlight and I'm writing, you know, I just, that's just me. I write notes. I write in the Bible. I write a journal. I highlight, you know, and all these things. And guys, I kid you not, there's been days where that afternoon I do exactly the opposite of what I prayed. And I told God, God, help me and work in my life. It's not easy. I get it. But listen, we have to be attentive to the word of God. We have to be attentive. Like, I'm, you know, think of this, like flying an airplane, you know. One time I was flying in Orlando. And I went on the website and I said, things that I cannot bring on my personal bag. And one of the things was, do not bring cans of shaving cream, you know. And I was like, ah, oh, but I need my shaving cream for all the facial hair that I have that you can see every week, you know, because I have a lot of facial hair. And, uh, and I was like, God, you know, fine. What I read and I said, it said, do not bring the shaving cream. I was like, whatever. I put it in my bag. I go, sure enough, the check-in is going by quick. You know, I'm pumped. We're going to go to Orlando. It's me and a couple friends. I'm going to party with Mickey and Minnie and Goofy and all that. And we're gonna, it's going to be awesome. Orlando, you know. And um, I get to the check-in. Sure enough, they're like, sir, could you go to the side, please? And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, and I'm going to be in one of those videos, and I'm going to end up in TV. <laughs> Dumb people who don't listen to the airport. You know, and... Uh, and they check, they take all my clothes, they take out all my, you know, my, my laptop, my, my earphones, all this. They check on my bag, and sure enough, there's my shaving cream all the way at the bottom. And they're like, sir, you cannot bring this on the plane. And I'm like, oh, but don't you see my facial hair? I, come on. And like, you can't bring it. So, guys, that was $2 right there that I lost. You know, way to go, TSA. And, uh, you know, and, and, and $2. But here, here, here's what I want you to realize. I heard, I knew what I was supposed to do. Did I, act, did I act the way that I was supposed to act? Did I do what I was supposed to do? No, I did the opposite. God tells us in his word, listen to my writings. Live on God's word and not bread alone. But we tend to let culture define us and not God's word. When we read, we must read to become an action. And that leads me to my third point. Doing comes from the heart. Doing is a condition of the heart. Truly accepting God's word means that we actually do it. Simple as that. Guys, if you say, hey man, I really, I really like God's word. If you really like God's word, then you're living it. I'm just going to say it. Is that cool? 
If you really love God's word, then you're living it. Then you're trying to pursue every day a life that pleases God. We're all in this race together. Paul says it in Philippians. I'm continuing my race forward. If you've been on our Sunday services, PK's talking about it. Moving forward. Man, I'm, I'm trying to pursue godliness. And I'm trying to pursue to have a great relationship with God. And I'm trying to pursue to be strong in God. And I'm trying to pursue away from temptation. If you really want it, then you live it. We should pray, read God's word, go to church so that we may develop a lifestyle of obedience to God. Ask yourself, do I de- am I developing a lifestyle of obedience? Am I developing a lifestyle of obedience? That's what God's word is all about. Being a doer means that we demonstrate with our actions the impact that God's word has on our lives. That's simply put, y'all. This word must come from pages and must come into your heart. It must go from here and it must become a lifestyle that you live. In fact, a little little exercise. Is that cool? Everybody put your hands in the air. Something, Something cool, you know. God's word, check this out. God's word must go from your mind, go with me to your mind. Let's go from your mind, let's go to your heart, and it will be, become a lifestyle. I know it's cheesy, it's corny, right? You're like, oh my gosh, Danny, gosh. But here, do it with me, y'all. Mind, heart, lifestyle. Check this out, y'all. If, you, if it's going just here and here, then you're not letting God's word have an impact on your life. If it's going from here to here and then a lifestyle that affects you and affects others, then hey, you're a doer of the word. Let's think about it. NFL athletes, right? How many of you watched the Super Bowl this last weekend? Yeah, go Steelers. Who said that? Way to go. Yes, go Steelers. Or, uh, or hey, go Falcons. Next year, y'all. Next year. Next year. You know? Uh, go Ravens. Hey, NFL athletes, let's think about it. You know, they practice all week long. And I already told you guys this. They practice, they practice, they learn the plays. You know, they're learning how to move, how to, you know, you know, catch the ball, throw the ball accurately. They're learning all these things. And guess what? They wanted to win. As much as I don't like the Ravens, I got to give credit for them. They wanted to win the Super Bowl, and they did. Why? Because they let the practice, they let all their moves, they let everything they did on that training field, let them impact what they did on their actual playing field. If we don't let God's word, when we practice it, when we read it, when we go through all the motions and we let it move, if we don't let that become an action when we're in our schools, when we're at church, when we're at home, if we don't let it have an impact on that, what are we doing? What are we doing? How badly do you want to live for Christ? How badly do you want to lead others to Christ? How badly do you want to see this room full of 400 or 500 high school students? How badly do you want to see God change your schools? How badly do you want to see family members in your life who don't know Christ come to know him? How badly do we want God's word to change our lives and change the lives of those around us? That's what James is saying. That's what a doer does a doer hears, does not deceive himself, but does. So uh, before we finish, we talked about hearing without doing is self-deception. Hearing without doing is hypocrisy. Doing 
is a condition of the heart. So you're asking, okay, Daniel, so you're talking about doing and doing and doing, and I do want to do. I do want to do what I hear in God's word. But what is a doer? What, what signifies a doer? Well, reading James, and we're going to go back to the scriptures, and I'm going to give you guys four things that I see that have been true in my life that I want to challenge you with. Four characteristics of a doer. The first one is someone who says yes to God. Number, the first characteristic of a doer is someone who says yes to God. Now, when I say yes to God, that means someone who says, yes, God, I'm not perfect. Yes, God, I am a sinner. Yes, God, you are greater than me. So, yes, God, I want to grow. That's what I mean by that. It's someone who says, yes, God, your word is true and righteous and, and right and without error. So, therefore, yes, God, I want to live it. Yes, God, I want to grow in fellowship with others. Yes, God, I want you to teach me the things that are wrong in my heart. Yes, God, I want you to use others to point out the things that are wrong so that I may grow and I may gain strength by your word and your Holy Spirit. Yes, God. That's a doer. Saying yes to God makes, means that you take the initiative to apply his word to your life. I asked you, what, are Derek's, what were Derek's main points from last week? Did you say, yes, I want to put them into action? And I want you to think about life groups. Life groups start this weekend. That's a way you can say yes to God. Yes, God, I want to grow. I want to grow with others. So, yes, God, I'll join a life group so that you can teach me, so that I can grow. Yes, God. Join them. Man, sign up. They're going to be outside. I'm telling you, Life Groups is going to be one of the best things that can happen to you this semester. It's going to be awesome. We have some great stuff planned for you. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be sick. Sick and nasty. Can I say that? It's going to be sick and nasty. It's not as fun. It's, uh, sicko nasty-o. Um, that's what Life Groups are going to be. So someone who says, yes, God. A second characteristic is someone who meditates on the word and writes it in his heart to overcome sin. Someone who meditates. Guys. All sin stems from the heart. Matthew 7 tells us this. All sin stems from the heart. But here's the thing. If you meditate in God's word, you can fight against that sin. If you let the word of God be written in your heart, you can fight against that sin. And there's many ways, you know, there's many ways for you to meditate, for you to grow in God's word. Constantly be thinking about it. Get index cards. Buy yourself a pack. They're a dollar or two dollars. Buy yourself a pack and write the verses in, in index cards. Write them in your phone every day. Try to have a verse that as soon as you wake up, there's a verse that you will think about and memorize that during the day. Do what you can to meditate. Here's the thing. A doer aggressively attacks sin. A doer aggressively memorizes scripture. Let me tell you one of the things I do so I can help you all out. Something that's proved beneficial in my life. I have, we all have bathroom mirrors. You know what I've done? I've written verses on my bathroom mirror. So that every morning when I wash my face and you know, I make sure I look good, um, I can see God's word. And I can be reminded this is a verse that's impacted my life. I try to have verses on my wall. I have verses all over my desk. In my, in my Bible, I highlight. I try to memorize things. I want to grow and I want to be a doer. Therefore, I will aggressively meditate in God's word. Meditate on the things that we sing. God be exalted. God be exalted in everything. What does that mean to you? What does that mean? Think about it. Meditate on those things. Joshua 1.8 tells us to meditate on God's word day and night. 
day and night. Let it be written on your heart. A third thing about a, a characteristic of a doer is someone who cares about others rather than self. Go to verse uh, 27 with me in James 1. It says this, religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. To look after orphans and widows. That means that you're willing to put other people's needs before yours. Other people's needs before yours. You're willing to serve others. Doing God's word means that there's an attitude change in your, in your heart, that you want to help others. And guys, there's a great way for you to serve. We have something called Serve Day coming up, March 2nd. I encourage you to sign up. We're going to go out into the Gwinnett County, and we're going to go out into different areas here near your schools, and you're going to get the opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus and make an impact for the kingdom and for this community by serving those in need. Are you willing to be a doer that says, therefore, go and make disciples, therefore, go and help, help the widows and the orphans, help the homeless, help the children? Are you willing to do that? Sign up for Serve Day. Help us out. That's a way for you to put your faith into action. That's what doing is, putting your faith into action. Not letting the world lead you, but let Christ lead you. And so someone who says yes, someone who meditates on the word, someone who puts others before themselves. And the last thing I would say that a doer is, is someone who places God as the priority in their life. Go to verse 23, and we're going to end with this. It says, anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror. And after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. A lot of us, we see a mirror and we see this. Broken. Sin. Hopeless. A lot of light. And we see this. And James is telling us, not doing what we hear in God's word is like looking at yourself in a mirror and not doing anything about it. Think about it. When you wake up in the morning, you know, you got to go to school. You wake up. Girls, you know, let's be honest. You got to wake up 50 minutes earlier so you can get yourselves ready. Uh, I said, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, you look at the mirror and you're like, oh, my gosh, my hair, my eyes, whatever. You know, you got to get yourself ready. Let's be honest. You take time to make yourself look good, right? Because you see it in the mirror and you're like, oh, mm-mm, ain't nobody got time for that. You know, and you got you to make yourself look good, right? And, and, you're, and you're like, oh, I got to fix myself. God's word, it reveals to you what you need to fix. It tells you. How at how fault we are. But it also tells us that there's hope in those who call upon the name of the Lord. There's hope in God. And if we read God's word and it reflects to us the condition of our heart and we don't do anything about it, then you're a man who has deceived himself, who has fooled himself. Listen, I don't want that mirror. I want something like this where it's not broken. And how do I get from that to this? By seeing the errors of my ways and letting God's word change me. Letting God's word transform me. Letting God's word be meditated in my heart so much that when sin shows itself, you can say, uh-uh. No. 
I'm going to run the other way, God. I'm going to pursue you, God. I'm going to chase after you, God. I'm going to try to be the, 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 the best I can be. I want to serve you. I may not be the greatest. I may be imperfect. But, God, I know that by your strength I can overcome. So, God, I want to live your word. I don't want to be the man who sees himself in the mirror and there's nothing about it. I want to be the man or I want to be the woman that sees himself in the mirror and does something about it. I mean, do you go and affect your schools? What kind of impact are you having for the kingdom? What kind of impact are you having for, for, in, in, on your friends, on your family? Are you a doer of the word? Like I said, you can practice all you want. You can train all you want. You can read God's word all you want. But until you get on that field, until you get behind the wheel, until you get into your arena of performance, then what's the point? You can, you can say, man, I want to, man, I know what it means to go share the gospel with others. Man, I know exactly what it means, what, what salvation is. But until you get on the playing field, your schools, your homes, your church, and you act upon what you read, that's a doer. A doer is someone who says, God, here I am. I'm going to do what your word says. I'm going to do what you instruct me. And so what I want to do tonight, I love the fact that Derek led us in, in a moment of prayer, and I love that. I love hearing all those prayers. And we're going to do something similar to that. Before, we, before you get back up and you worship, and we have a last song, but before that, John's going to join me on here on stage, and we're, and we're going to do something some a little different tonight. I've given you four characteristics of what a doer is. I've given you four things that are challenging, yes, but trust me, y'all, these are things that I've lived out in my life that friends close to mine who are side by side pursuing to do what God tells us, that we are living. And I want you to think about it. Which one of these four characteristics do you need to work on? So we're going to do this. We're going to have a time of reflection. We're going to have a time where you're going you're gonna to be still. Just be still. And we're going to talk to God. We're going to say, God, look, I, I may not do what your word says. And I'll be honest, I say that too. God, I want to give you all, I just, I just want to, I'm holding nothing back, God. I want to become a doer. Guys, listen, a doer is someone who puts God over money. We talked about that two weeks ago. A doer is someone who doesn't blame God for temptation but resists temptation. We talked about that last week. A doer is someone who does not doubt God, who trusts and believes that God is righteous and strong Talked about that three weeks ago. A doer is someone who wants to see 500 students in this room like Derek cast a vision four, four or five weeks ago. That you're doing, you're saying, you know what, I, yes, I do want to see this place full of, of students. So I'm going to go aggressively and I'm going to listen to God's word. And so what we're going to do is Derek, uh, John's going to sing this song. And while he's singing it, I want you to reflect. What's an area of your life that you need to put into action? Maybe you can say, you know what, God, I'm living in hypocrisy. Or maybe, God, you know what, I have fooled myself. I have fooled myself into thinking that just coming to the point on Thursday nights mean that I'm, means that I, my relationship with you is great. That doesn't mean your relationship with God's great. What, mean, what signifies that your relationship with God is great is that you're living out the truths that are written in God's word. So you're willing to say, God, I'm holding nothing back. I surrender it all. And I'm letting go of the things around me.
so that I may do what I hear. So we're going to take a couple minutes. You want to just move here? That's fine. It's cool. Right there where you are even. Write down if you want. Just reflect. And we're going to have a time of, of just you and God. Talk to God. We're just, we're just going to pray and then I'll come back and I'll close this out in prayer. And then the band's going to come back up and we're going to close tonight and it's going to be awesome. But listen, guys. I have one more thing right there and I forgot about it and I just remembered it. Why is doing so important? Somebody asked me this. Danny, why is doing so important? And I said this, because the invitation of Christ is not only to believe in him. The invitation of Christ is to believe in something and live it. Holding nothing back, believe and live. That's why doing is so important. So let's take time and reflect.